You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, y'all. Bayou Benders here to talk to you about the latest from our sponsors, DraftKings. Basketball season won't be around forever. So get in on all the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot of millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot when using code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the sweat like never before. Every don't, steal, assist means so much more with a DraftKings daily fantasy lineup. Baseball fans, you may have missed out on season-long fantasy, so now's your time to get in on all the daily fantasy action where DraftKings has even more ways to make it rain. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN, and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Bayou Benders, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. How are you, bud? I'm fucking beautiful. How are you, bud? I'm uh, doing really good. I think we're all doing good after, uh, you know, the, the kid the kid made made his presence known. Uh, but I'm, do, I'm doing a little better. You know, my, my mom's about to get out of the hospital. So, you know, a little less stressed on my part. Yeah, that's very good. We were talking beforehand. I was happy to hear that she's doing better. And like you said, I think everyone in Habs Nation is... Definitely a little more ecstatic today after the emergence of Goal Caulfield himself. <laughs> what a way to score your first NHL goal. You could just feel it coming, especially after that Edmonton game. You knew it was coming soon. And, you know, like I said, beautiful goal, but credit where credit's due too. Jeff Petrie with a beautiful feed, monster game for him. But I think Cole's probably going to take the spotlight here for a second. Uh, I mean, where do you want to start with that game last night? Or do you just want to talk about him? Uh, we can we can talk. We can talk everything. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to watch the game. Just And it to, sucks because, like, cause, like I checked it and I saw we were going into uh, OT. And I was like, mm, maybe I can try to watch this. And then, like, dinner was ready. So I was like, fuck. I'll just, I'll just check the, the aftermath. And uh, Twitter was fucking going nuts. Um, but, yeah, I guess talk me – Talk me through it for someone who actually like experienced it live because I was going shit, you know, buck nutty just watching the fucking video on Twitter, you know, but I'm sure it was just, you know, just that much more impressive live. Oh, well, Jeff Petrie is so fucking good at hockey. Oh, the dish. Let's start (laughs) there. Not just that, but the goal. He would have had another assist on Suzuki's goal. We'll talk about that. Kind of want to talk about the positives first, however. Um, 
Every time Shea Weber gets eliminated from playing eliminated Jesus, uh, gets injured or taken out of the lineup or whatever, and this has been for years, Jeff Petrie always consistently steps up his game. And for a long time, I think we thought that possibly it was just, you know, a guy rising to the occasion, doing more than what was expected of him, kind of picking up extra responsibility, right? But what I firmly believe now is that when Shea Weber's out of the lineup, Jeff Petrie is the true Jeff Petrie. He gets more minutes, more opportunity, (laughs) right? Yeah. He gets to be the guy. And just, it's so evident. It's so clear. He was the guy at the start of the year, getting a lot of minutes, playing with Edmondson. Things got fucked up when Sherratt went down. He slumped. The second Weber's out of the lineup, he does this. He just goes off. And... You know, I think we saw. Um, I don't know if you saw Corey. All uh, all the defensemen shaved their uh, beards. They've all got nice handlebar mustaches yeah. going. <laughs> I love Whenever, it. Whenever <laughs> when Petrie has that mustache, he goes off consistently. I remember a few years ago he had it when Weber was down too. So I don't know if that's a confidence thing. I hope he keeps it. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think this guy is just so valuable to this team. He's our best defenseman by far analytics junkies will tell you it's fucking Brett Kulak or what I, I'm sorry. It's Jeff Petrie. He's our best defenseman. I think he's one of our best players. He's just a star. Um, and the ability to elevate his game in big moments like that too, right? That, those are must win games, Winnipeg and Ottawa for the Habs realistically. And Petrie continues to rise to the occasion, continues to be a leader on this team. And I, I think it's safe to say he's probably going to be my next Habs jersey too. It's just, I think Petrie's season this year has just been phenomenal. And I guess I'll kind of end it by saying, I think if anything, it really makes Weber expendable at the uh, expansion draft. I think so too. And I don't think people are wrong about the Kulak thing. I think he's had a, a very terrific year. And he um, had a very strong game last night, his first night. Back. And he's yeah. he's been relatively been our best defenseman uh throughout this you know this slump that we're going through jeff petrie season uh <laughs> you know it kind of cooled off a bit but uh moments like this just show how flashy and how you know still he still got it you know well to put uh, it into perspective last night was his first goal scored in 23 games and he's still the top five in defenseman goal scoring that's <laughs> half the season like <laughs> you laugh there that's ridiculous <laughs> that's awesome uh yeah you know uh definitely has kind of dropped off the norris talk of the beginning but um and i think he, he rightfully is. so adam yeah. fox is yeah adam fox oh dude i picked that kid up in fantasy like months ago and it's just been amazing for me but uh jeff petrie is still like i wouldn't even say for his age he's just been playing lights out you know when when his team works together, he's fucking on top of it. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's tough, dude. I've just there's just been so much shit that's been going on here. I just really haven't been able to watch it. But uh, but I did notice, dude. Like, um, I don't know what the fuck happened. Um, but but Twitter was going crazy. Even you were were pretty uh, livid about a call uh, that happened during the game. Um, Oh, with the the challenge goal. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, brutal. Um, Montreal once again put themselves into a uh, two nothing deficit. Uh, not just played well in the first or played well for a bit and then really slumped. Kind of mm-hmm. hung Primo out to dry. Um, shout out to Primo, by the way. I heard he made like four or five like tremendous game savers. Like yeah, uh, I think uh, Caulfield got the spotlight for sure because of what happened, but Primo played absolutely amazingly. Let out some pretty shitty rebounds, but we, we saw that with uh, Yaroslav Askarov at the World Juniors. Even these top end goalie prospects, you know, rebound control is something you got to work on as you get older. Mm-hmm. Goalies take longer. I thought he played really well. Um, but getting back to the point, yeah, the Habs rallied back off the back of Jeff Petrie, who did something that I don't think <clears throat> part of the reason Montreal hasn't been able to get back into games is because. We still lack true star power, right? Mm-hmm. And when the Oilers are down two goals and going into the third, near the end of the second, Connor McDavid can pick up the puck and go end to end and score a goal. On the stat sheet, it's a goal, right? There's nothing different. Yeah. But when you're watching that and you're on the ice, holy, does that not get you rattled? Does that not get you wired? The team wants to compete. And after watching Petrie do that, the boys rallied. It genuinely gave them energy. Um, Suzuki on the power play from that patented spot right off the uh, face-off circle near the blue line, just with the wrister, scored another beautiful goal. Um, DJ Smith and the Ottawa coaching staff, that, this was to tie it, by the way, sorry. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they started yelling that it was a high stick. So – what really bothered me about the call was that DJ Smith had time to sit there and talk to the ref for, I'm not kidding, like a solid two minutes. And then they decided to challenge it for goalie interference on Perry. So that was my first issue. If you're going to challenge something, the rule is supposed to be, you have to challenge right away. You can't sit there 100%, and watch it. hundred percent. You can have maybe 10 seconds, right? Kind of discuss it. Then you got to challenge it. The second thing was it was just so blatantly wasn't goalie interference. Corey Perry wasn't in the blue. He barely touched Philip Gustafson and he was trying to get out of the way. Artem Zoo pushed him in to Gustafson. Perry was trying to get out of the way. It was such coincidental content. Like it just didn't matter. There was no way Gustafson was saving it. And what a backbreak, like just, it's not a play that I don't think – I don't think the ref should get involved in that anyway. I thought Smith had too much time, and I think they blew the call. So it was frustrating to say the least. But I think in a way it still fired up the boys. Suzuki's been phenomenal lately. Uh, Dominic Ducharme threw him right back out there, and he's the one who sauced the puck to Toffoli, who when you give Toffoli a shot like that in the slot, he's not going to miss it very often this year. Uh, they tied it up, and after that it was – pretty much all Habs. Like like I said, with going back to Petrie, when you have a star player like who can make a play like that, it really, really just, I think, really rallies the team, and I think it just affects the whole momentum of the game. Hell yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's what every sport, you know, if if you can – if you if your team's slumping and you can go out there and make the difference, dude, it, it, that's all it takes, you know. It, that's yeah. literally all it fucking takes is, is you to just kind of put the game into your hands for a second 
and just show the boys that it's not over, you know? Exactly. And I was saying this on Twitter and I know we've talked about it personally. I've said it to friends as well. Look at how many guys are out of the Habs lineup. Uh, Tatar, Byron, Gallagher, Drewen, Shea Weber, et cetera, right? Price. Mm -hmm. Those are all very key parts of this team. Some of them, the future, most the past, right? Yeah. Their past core elements. KK and Suzuki are still here. In my opinion, it was time to start. It's let these guys step up. Suzuki's been doing it. KK hasn't been getting on the score sheet stepping them up. I think Ducharme needs to start double shifting these guys, play them like McDavid and Dreisaitl constantly on the ice, double shift, put them out there as much as you can, because you're going to live and die by these guys in the future. And now, right. Oh, you're right. And I think in Suzuki's case, it's paid off. Look what happened. Ducharme just kept putting them out there, putting them out there. He scored. They got called back, put him back out there. They got another goal. Right. And I think that this team is going to go as far as those guys can take them. And if you give them the opportunities, they're going to capitalize. Nick Suzuki has been phenomenal lately. He's on pace for, I think, close to 50 points. KK's on pace for about 40 in a regular season. They are progressing and they're looking like stars, right? Like, we're, I just think you got to live and die by those guys. That's how. McDavid and Dreisaitl are much better players than them, obviously, but that's how Edmonton does it. Like, you got to roll your stars. You live and die by your stars. Yeah. Uh, I mean, extra time when they're young is, I think, is, is a lot more beneficial than trying to to send out a, an old an older vet, you know, who, who clearly can do it, but just why overdo them? You know, like well, why? Especially when you're getting results, right? Right. I just uh, – I, I'm just kind of an idiot trying to speak, but um, it's definitely like, like look at Thomas Shabbat, right? Thomas Shabbat's getting like 26, 26 minutes a game. And it's like, it's beneficial for his play. He's getting every possible chance to do every type of thing you can in the game. And I think it's like his third season, second or third season with Ottawa right now, but he's probably the most well-rounded player because of experience. Now, I think that's really beneficial with a team with like us right now, who's got a lot of, a lot of our, uh, like you said, current core, but former core, you know, key members are kind of injured. Let the star, let the young stars shine. Let them, let them play, let them play, let them get as much experience as they can. Yeah. And I think you're actually under, underselling Shabbat. I think it's closer to, <clears throat> oh, sorry, closer to like 29, 28 minutes a night. Jesus. It's absolutely ridiculous how much time that guy puts up on the ice. But I also want to give credit to, one more player. We're name we're name uh, name dropping a lot of guys here, uh, but I gotta do it because I gotta toot my own horn here. And you already know Corey where I'm going with this. My yeah, fucking low key, Jake fucking <laughs> Evans. I have been saying for years that this guy's gonna be good. You know, it looked like some people are saying, oh, a fourth-line guy tops. No, no, no. This guy is so good. Found some early chemistry with Lekkinen and Caulfield there. Um, he gets – he draws more penalties on this team than any other player. I swear. And that's not coincidence. It's because he's always moving his feet. He's got great hands, and he always skates forward. He's never skating backward with the puck. He's not – 
not zigzagging. Like, you know, he just goes straight to the net, mm-hmm. straight into the offensive zone, and guys trip up on him. They don't know what to do. They don't expect it. I think they go, who is this kid? But regardless, <laughs> he gets he gets calls. Yes, and he fucking does, dude. Yes, he does. I think Jake Evans is going to be an integral part of this team for years to come. I think he's the kind of guy – that on a depth fourth third line role, uh, he's gonna help you win a Stanley Cup. I really do believe that he's so responsibly defensively. I don't know if that'll be with the Habs. I really don't. Because he's also. Hope so. I really <laughs> hope so. Because you need those guys that you drafted late and you've developed for years. I think he's 22, 23. It's been years. He was a seventh round draft pick out of Notre Dame, and. Just what an incredible story for Jake Evans. Really carved himself out a role on this team. And if he's ever scratched again, I will be livid. And I know I said I was going to stop name dropping, but there's one more player that just overall, I think the team's played great. Ben Sherratt's looked much better offensively. Coincidentally, no Shea Weber, and he's just been free to move and play. I just think he's played, he got a breath of fresh air without Weber. Mm-hmm. I think it's sad to say, but I really do think Weber is. <laughs> hurting this team i understand we played ottawa in the slumping winnipeg jets so it'll remain to be seen but weber has not had contributed much this year i think we've all agreed to that and just seeing the way the team's played without him i think it's a little telling but i want to also talk about romanov and less positive but some negatives mixed in Corey, i don't know you said you didn't see the winnipeg game either no it's just been a tough it's been a tough week Okay, well, Dominic Ducharme has placed an incredible level of trust in this kid. I would say he's probably playing the third most ice time of all our defensemen. Last night, it seemed like every other shift he was on the ice, him and Petrie constantly. And you know what? I really like that because one of them is always out there to move the puck. And when, when both of them are off, you got Kulak. And the play was being driven up by as well. We weren't getting hemmed in our zone too much. We had mobility on every pair. Um, but Romanov just showed some great spark last night. He was walking the blue line well, made some mistakes. Like, I think Romanov's been so steady this year because he hasn't had a lot of ice time, right? Like, like how often do you think you've seen Romanov bobble the puck? Uh, I'd say – not not of not of late it's it was more of like maybe like in the beginning when he was still getting his bearings it was just little moments of uh, hiccups and stuff but he's been fucking solid yeah exactly and i think the last two games we've seen him especially during this uh this this you know entire team slump where we've just been playing horrible hockey he's he's been you know it, it's really hasn't been all on him you know exactly and in the last two games, he has bobbled the puck a few times and made a bad defensive play. That wasn't just his fault. It was a team breakdown that's led to a few goals. And not just him. One was just Gustafson just overskating the puck, and that was brutal. Uh, last <laughs> night, I can't remember the play exactly. It was him and Caulfield. They got mixed up on the power play. It led to a scoring chance oh, for Ottawa. But that's learning, right? Those right. are the – mistakes you're happy because i would rather romanov make that mistake than eric stall right 100 percent. and i just i loved he kept coming onto the ice 
moving the puck well, was showing confidence that we saw early on at the start of the season, and then dropping the gloves with Josh Norris. I fucking loved that. Romanov has, as we know, he leads the team in hits, not scared to throw the body at all. Crushed Josh Norris, and they actually showed on Sportsnet. It's not the first hit. He's, he's thrown some big hits against Ottawa. Norris took exception. He want, came over to talk. Romanov wasn't having it, and they dropped the gloves, and they had – it was like a spirited tout. It wasn't the best fight in the world, but it wasn't one of these staged, you know, like, yeah. oh, we're going <laughs> to – Oh, they were going to do circles. Yeah, they wanted to hurt each other. They were actually throwing. Uh, it was kind of clear that, if for those that were unaware, the KHL, it's like a 10-game suspension for fighting. Uh, Russians don't do a lot of fighting over there. Uh, it was kind of clear in Romanov's uh, fighting technique that he hasn't been in too many, but held his own. Uh, him and Norris were talking in the penalty box. I just love the fire. I just love to see that from him. Um, willing to if you're gonna throw the body i think you have to be willing to answer the call every once in a while and uh, it was just great to see i just loved the performance from all our young guys tonight or last night look if if like you're saying if you're young and this isn't this is something that's completely out of your you know former i guess league you know like he probably let's be honest romanov grew up in russia they probably didn't fight that much as, as far as on ice, right? You know, this like you said, there's 10, 10 minute, 10 game suspensions and shit like that. But for him to come out here and you know, he's he's been the the fucking hitter for our team this entire year to just to just have that type of aggression and know when it's it just feels good to watch him fight because you feel at the end of the day, if he's gotta defend somebody, he's not afraid to do it. This kid has proven to be a bruiser and has no problem, you know, now. If if he's got something, if he's if he's upset, he knows what he's got to do, and uh, I'm kind of happy to have him on a team to to be like that, not not to be an enforcer, but like to stick up for himself, to stick up for his teammates. I think that first fight is really integral to that because uh, it kind of gets the jitters out. You're not afraid to to drop the mitts anymore, and you're not. This is this was probably a whole new world for him, you know, <laughs> to to fight in in, in the National Hockey League. So kudos to him and. I mean, I, I'm not going to say I, I won't look forward to seeing it again, but uh, it just feels great to know that he's he has no problem handling his own and sticking up for himself and his teammates. Yeah, for sure. I just love to see the fire, like I said, too. Um, and, you know, when you hit, I think you do have to be willing to – it was no by no means a dirty hit. He definitely didn't have to drop the gloves, but – I like seeing that passion in that kid. Like, I, yeah, exactly. I love – I love – anybody willing to fucking play you know to get punched for their team exactly uh another person i mean he didn't fight but cole caulfield like uh the all, all the pictures that have that have come out from that ot win that is like the essence of hockey like I haven't. There's screamed. so much fucking passion in in those photos and those videos that are. It's just like that is the epitome of hockey. The, I haven't screamed all year as loud as I did when Cole Caulfield scored that goal. Dude, that right. was phenomenal. What a perfect way for that guy to get that goal. Like I said, great heads up vision from Petrie, but great goalers goal scorers instinct to just drive the net there and know where you needed to be. 
hundred percent because uh, he looked he looked almost invisible to to all of Ottawa, like just had no idea he was coming. And all he did, he dire moments, you know, I mean, just fucking just take off straight to the net. And yeah. just Petrie being as as good as he is, you know, was able to get the puck to him. Beautiful dish. And the passion of that whole celebration, the whole team. Oh, oh it was Perry. awesome. Corey Perry, of course, the first guy to get go out there, get the puck. Um, if Bergevin doesn't make an attempt to re-sign him in the offseason, I'll be thoroughly upset, to be honest. I think, I think he's, he's earned his fucking spot. I love Corey Perry on this fucking team. Uh, I just love uh, – I love this era of Corey Perry. You know, I wouldn't say he's – he's like – he's such a mystery now. Like, you don't know what Corey Perry you're getting, but you know that he's going to go out and play his heart out. I just haven't – I can't think of a game I've been like, fuck, Perry sucked that game. <laughs> there are times where he does like a little dipsy-doodle dangle that I'm like, eh, probably should have passed that. But when you've been that good for that long, right. how often does Trust he actually – Trust the system. Like... <laughs> and plus, he pulls it off sometimes. There are times he doesn't. He's a little older, and I think – but when you've I... been that good, you're going to – you know, I just – the, there's going to be some mishaps. There's so many more positives. There's and so many more positives than if negative. he's if he's not willing to continue to do that, he'll never trust himself to do that anymore. You know, so it's like I'd rather see him, you know, try try continue to try to play like he he did when he was younger, because at least at that point he's still kind of judging himself if he's still capable of doing this. Well, and he's still got the hands, right? Yes, it's just not does. not the speed, not, not the, the speed. speed as he once had. <laughs> Hands don't go away though. No, um, but man, you know, despite not watching it, this is uh, just because of what's been going on. This has been just the best Habs that I've seen that I haven't seen. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been doing personal stuff that's been really been taking me away from it this week and and kind of like last week. But the fact that every time that I couldn't watch a game and I and I checked Twitter after and we won. And this community's having fun again and celebrating, and, and just the, the team itself is striving. It's been super awesome to to fucking you know at the end of the day after everything that's going on to to come home and see that. Uh, it's just been fucking phenomenal for me, you know. Yeah, I think it's a great time to be a Habs fan. I'm definitely really excited about the team for the first time in a while. Um, oh, shout out to uh, I can't find the post anymore, but shout out to fucking. To Tyler Toffoli, he's one goal away from um, from tying Max Domi for I think it's it's gonna there's like three or four guys that are stuck at fifth place, but uh, I think he would sit at fifth overall for uh, a player joining the Habs. He's at 27, so Domi's best was 28. Uh, Did Domi score 28 his first 28 year? 28 his first year. No way. I forgot. I forget. How he was awesome. a monstrous dude. Yeah, so like, his first he's, he's year among, with the Habs. I mean, even just, at this moment, he's, he's like great. Like Incredible. Yeah, dude, I, I had him for like, like this is the greatest sleeper pick uh, ever for a, for a first-year uh, guy joining the team. But no, he's so uh, close. And I mean, forward, if he can never, if he can never fucking sleep, and, like, <laughs> fuck, I think it's like yeah, twenty-nine thirty. He's very consistent. Kirk Muller. Um, do we have anything else we wanted to discuss before we uh? Tell Turkey to shut the fuck up. Uh, you know, Turkey's not even the loud one anymore. There's like this new cat that kind of found our house that just sits on our porch and just fucking screams. And she's a sweetheart, but Turkey's not. I definitely have cooled off on saying Turkey talks too much. 
because I've this thing is fucking irate. Just I feel bad for her, but we're feeding her. Uh, but no, I, I think that's it. Um, oh, uh, shout, shout out to my boys at Kane Hill. Dropped a new song. Uh, it's my buddy Ryan that I kind of grew up with uh, during like my college era. Um, I've just I had to shout him out because I love seeing my friends like do what they wanted to do in their life, you know. And uh, his band has really taken off. And at this point, they've dropped fucking, I think, four, five fucking songs. Like, a little over that because it's like damn there's nothing really to look forward to in an album but every song has been a fucking banger so like i'm not upset with it but uh shout out to my buddy and his little band for fucking making it and continuing to strive and be better all right perfect there you go and like always you can where can they find us lol <laughs> that was right. awful that was a horrible transition I you're good you're good you're good but sometimes we got to stumble you know sometimes we stumble to for cold call field to succeed all right folks this has been habs nightly thank y'all so much for listening uh please continue to listen to follow us by you benders on twitter and habs nightly we hope you guys have a great night great day and we'll see y'all next time you're listening to the hockey podcast network New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. What's up, everybody? It's Jaren from the Hockey Podcast Network's newest show, the Windy City Benners Podcast. My co-host Tanner and I bring our unique takes on Blackhawks hockey. Us on the show have been a, a pro Carlton guy. For He's the right coach for the situation. Giving it to our rivals. That's one of the things that kind of sucks. I wish we would have had the Blues in our division this year because our trash. As well as bringing in some guests from the NHL. Please welcome to the show, goaltender Scott Darling. The Eagle himself, Ed Belfort. Brian Bickle. David Boland. Letterkenny. The, the show started out with uh, basically a, a beer league hockey team. And anybody who loves the game. Find us on all your favorite podcast apps, the Hockey Podcast Network website, and on social media at WCB Podcasts.